What's going on, everybody? This is the homie, the one and only Ashton Reynolds, and welcome to an Inside Studio exclusive of the Be The Change podcast with Ashton Reynolds. For those who have been watching the, interv the interviews beforehand, I pray that they've been a blessing to you. We had so much fun conducting them, and you know every guest that I have on this show is definitely utilizing their gifts to align them with their purpose to make change by taking the initiative to be the change. And the brother that is sitting next to me right now is a complete example of that. He's a mentor to me. He's a playwright, motivational speaker, certified life coach, minister, my brother in Christ, the one and only Lorenzo Evans. How you doing, sir? Yeah. yeah, appreciate that introduction. No problem, no problem, <clears throat> yes, no problem. Yes. It's an honor to be interviewing you because you've bestowed so much knowledge unto me when I was coming up. And all the things that you have said have definitely came into fruition. So I'm just humbled and appreciative to be interviewing you. So you can tell the people exactly what it is that God gave you to implement into society to be the change. So I am honored to have you here. Definitely grateful. And we're going to get this thing rolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the first question that I ask everybody, every single guest that I interview, I always like to give them the opportunity to let the people know who they are in their own words. Because you have accolades that define you, achievements that define you. But exactly who... In your own words, it's Lorenzo Evans. Uh, the thing, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> the thing I would say is that I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker, but I'm a minister of the gospel. Mm. And if if I was to, <clears throat> excuse me, I do apologize. If I was to take everything that I've done, my biggest accomplishment would be doing what God has called me to be. Mm. And God has called me to preach to the to those who are hurting, those who are sick, those who need to know who God is. So <clears throat> that's who I am. I'm a minister of the gospel, just like anybody. I'm, I'm a vessel that I want God to use me. I want people to be able to reach out to me. I don't ever want to feel like because he called me to preach, I'm too good for you to speak to. Mm -hmm. You know, some ministers, you can't reach out to them. Some ministers, you got to make an appointment. But, you know, when Jesus was walking, you never had to make an appointment to speak with him. That's right. So why should I ex exalt myself beyond where he was? So at the end of the day, I'm a minister of the gospel. You know, I love writing plays. Um, writing is, is my thing, but I mm -hmm. love being able to reach out to the people and tell them about the goodness of Jesus. Mm. All glory to God for that one. Now, was this something that you had knew from the beginning, like in your early childhood, teenage years, that this was your calling to do in life? Every As far back as I can remember. Even I mean, as a kid, I, I always knew that God had something special for me. And it, it was something that, as a matter of fact, I used to, I mean, like far as writing, I can, far back as I can remember, I've always been thinking about stuff. And I, I, I could sit for four or five hours straight, even as a kid, and just imagine a whole story about stuff. It's, mm. just, it's just something God has blessed me with. So prior to the beginning of the show, we were having a candid conversation about certain, um, you know, things that you have in the works as far as being a playwright, as far as being a minister, how are you able to blend those two together to make sure that people understand exactly who Jesus Christ is through your gifts? Well, when it comes to writing plays, the thing that I always do, mm -hmm. all my plays are Christian-based. Mm -hmm. I've heard people tell me that I wouldn't be, be able to be successful because I don't want to step into the secular world of the way they do their plays. But 
if God has called me and gave me a gift, I know he's going to open the doors for me. So all of my plays are about, it always ends up showing the goodness of Jesus, showing the miracles that God can do that we don't think about. Right. Showing who is, I just don't understand anyone who can have a gift that they would want to use their gift but not give glory to God. Right. I mean, most people, they write a play to entertain. Mm-hmm. I want to enlighten you and sprinkle it with some entertainment. But at the end of the day, I want you to walk away thinking, wow, God is powerful. God is awesome. Oh, wow. So Most definitely. And that's what I try to do as well. Like in everything that I do, like even with this platform, through the music, I want everybody to understand exactly who God is so they can tell somebody else who don't know exactly why. The blessed side be the best side. side. You know, I got to plug that in. Definitely. (laughs) So I love the fact that you have such a ministerial background and you applied your gifts to articulate those views. And I see that you applied that into the business world as you are also the founder of LNG Productions. Can you let the people know exactly what it is that you do in LNG Productions? Well, LNG Productions is is my company where, you know, if I I can do my own plays, I can produce it, promote it. Um, and, And this can be a little cumbersome sometimes because you don't have that extra person who can say, look, I'm going to take care of this. Everything falls on you. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, as I begin to grow, I can bring in others. I see so many uh, playwrights that have excellent skills. They would be good, but they don't have the name, so they don't get the chance. Mm. So I'm sort of like Tyler. You know, I'm I'm not trying to sit at somebody else's table. I'm going to be at my own. So, um, and even with what Tyler does, I appreciate him. And I used to have a desire to work for him mm-hmm. but God corrected me and said why you do you want to work for or with and I was thinking what's the difference it is two different platforms oh explain that because when you working for someone they call the shots they set the limits they set the standards when you work with them you collaborate you have the same power that they have mm, so basically so, you don't have to compromise yourself at all at all because what you bring mm-hmm. to the table they acknowledge that and say hey you can add too right so Basically, what you're telling the people is put yourself in a position to where you are beneficial and not be being, your own boss. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, be your own boss. That's what I'm talking yes. about right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, you founded your production company, and you are a writer and director of nine plays? Yes. That's awesome right there. Because it's something, like I said, I enjoy doing it. And, and like I say, there's so much going on in the world that there are some people, they may never come to a church, but they'll come out to a play. Mm. They'll come out. My mentor, Annetta Swift, taught me that they may never want to come to hear a regular service, but you can give a whole full service and even invite them to Christ all in your play. Mm. So that's what I do with my plays. That's why I'm so passionate about them, because when somebody comes to my play, I want them at the end of it, I want them to feel like, wow, I can come to Jesus right here. Mm-hmm. I can come to them right now, or even in the middle of the play, if they feel it. I even anytime a person feel like they want to come to Christ, I will stop my production to do the work of the Lord mm. because He have to come first. Oh, He have to come first, most definitely. Yes. One thing that I seen that was inside of your bio is how you basically emphasize family, as you had said that you're married to the incredible. Greta yeah. Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is she the G in LNG Productions? Yes. Yes, oh. yes. yes. That's the thing about it. Um, a lot of people have problems when they say, well, how do you balance your marriage? Everything we do is one. Mm. Anything I do, she has to be included in it. If she can't be included, I can't do it. Even as a minister, I go to churches and they will say, well, you can sit up front. Mm-hmm. And if my wife can't sit up front, I can't be up front. That's right. Because I'm not going to ever exclude her and tell her she can't sit beside me. 
Mm. Everything we do, we, we're, we're one. So it's our company. It, everything we do, we're, I include her. I get her input. And a lot of times she say, well, you know, I'm not the play writer. I still like to hear your opinion. Yeah. You know, so, yes, I, that, I mean, that's my queen because, you know, a lot of people say a person is their better half just as a cliche. But I truly mean that that is my better half. Mm-hmm. And she gave me the ability to be who I am. She, she's my biggest cheerleader. But I'm her biggest, you know, cheerleader as well. That's how I yeah. feel about my fiance right there. She's broken into the fitness world. I'm like, go girl, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Yes, I mean, you gotta promote each other. You gotta push each, push each other. You can't. Yes. You know, and, and I've seen people do that, and they start getting their company or whatever, and then they start drifting apart. That's mm-hmm. because you're not bringing them with you. Mm. You know, you, you can't do that. You can't ever allow your blessing to become a curse and to separate you from what God has given you. So, ooh, knowledge dropper. <laughs> Hope y'all out there catching these <laughs> gems for sure. Get your baskets, your hands, whatever you got ready to catch yeah. these gems because this is definitely valuable right here. Staying in the family setting, um, you know, in a lot of households, the family isn't together. So with you valuing family the way that you are, and for those who are looking for that family-type feel, what are some words of encouragement that you would like to leave with those individuals who feel like, oh, I don't feel family? You know what I'm saying? Like the family structure has gone through so much, it doesn't feel so tight-knit as it's supposed to be. What are some words of encouragement that you would like to give them today? Well, I would say to the men, the first thing you have to realize when it comes to being married is if you treat your wife as if you could lose her tomorrow. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about losing her today. You got to always value the fact that she is who she is. You can't ever take it for granted or just assume they're going to be there. You've got to treat them as a queen 24-7. You never stop. As a man, you have to be the head of the household. It's your job to be the king and to make sure that the family structure is put together. Mm-hmm. So if there's an issue you have or you feel like you're not comfortable, go to God, who is the first father of all. And he will show you, because, see, I came from a home that my father was there, but he wasn't necessarily the, uh, I would say, the best father. I love him. He did the best he could do. So I had to really pray for God to lead me, show me how to be a good father, show me how to be a good husband, show me how to be the dad that I should be. Mm-hmm. So I would say that um, even even for women, you know, as long as you respect your husband and give him the ability to lead the house, well, then you, you, it should work out because at the end of the day, it falls on a man's shoulders. We have to, as men, step up and quit allowing society to dictate to us who we should be and go to the Bible and let God show us who we should be. Speaking of that right there, how you emphasize on exactly what a man is, you actually are in the process of writing a book about the day in the life of a man and what it means to be saved. Could you elaborate on that? Right, because a lot of times men do things and um, a lot of people say, oh, well, he's a man, he should, he should act like that. No, society may say you should act that way. Mm-hmm. Or someone who comes from a bad relationship or a bad marriage should say you should act that way. But sometimes as men, we need to just sit down and settle with ourselves who we are. And we need to redefine what a true man is. So when I say uh, the, the day in the life of a man, sometimes when we're going through stuff as men, we don't know how to express what we're really going through. Mm. So then you have an argument and you're fussing about something and the issue hasn't even been touched. Right. Because you don't want to go deep enough. You don't want to be vulnerable because you always want to feel like, oh, I'm a man, I'm macho, I can handle this. No, there's some things we can't handle. 
That's why we have Christ. There are some things that we don't understand. That's why, how we have Christ. So sometimes as a man, we go through the day. It's different than just what I consider a boy. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, your anatomy does not make you a man. That has nothing to do. That just defines the difference between a, a male and a female. Your character, your, your ability to do what you're supposed to do, your ability to understand what God has called you to do, that's what makes you a man. Mm. Wisdom, understanding, honesty, those are intangibles that only know acceptance. And it doesn't matter your age. As long as you accept it, that's where you become a man. I had to learn that at a younger right. age. <laughs> I had definitely. to learn that yeah, definitely, definitely at a younger age. Yeah. Now, um, for those out there who are definitely looking for a support group, because I know that being a man, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. It's mentally taxing due to the male bashing that we have in society. Um, what is it or who can they go to? Are there any particular groups that you know of or are a part of that um, can help offer that support that they that they need, like to vent to or things of that nature? Well, like I say, you know, I do my, my – every Saturday I do minister – and also, I say I'm a certified life coach, so mm-hmm. anybody can go to my Facebook page and you know DM me or whatever, and get in touch with me, and I can assist them because I think that because of what I've been through in life, because of the, um, I guess I say the the drama and, and trauma that I went through as a kid, I mm-hmm. learned how to overcome. I've been through stuff. If people knew my life, they wouldn't believe it. A lot of people they don't believe my story, mm. you know, because I've been through so much as a kid. As a matter of fact. Um, my life was so traumatic. A lot of stuff beyond, like in my fifth, when I was fifteen and sixteen, I don't. It's fuzzy. A lot of stuff I didn't start remember till I was probably in my mid twenties, and then it started coming back to me. But um, I'm definitely more than willing to mentor anyone. I'm willing to speak to them to be that you know that earpiece. Because sometimes we just need somebody to listen to us. We don't need to be judged. We don't need to be handled. Just listen to me. Just be that open ear. Um, and there's other groups that, you know, if they contact me, I can reach out to them to make sure it's a good fit because it's something that may work for me that right. may not be good for everybody. Right. So I have to kind of, you know, get a sense of what you're looking for so I can direct you in the right path. Most definitely. Yes. And just to let you all know, when he talks about being saved and being a man, he has over 20 years of experience in ministry. So this is definitely one brother right here that you can basically, you know, Realize that he won't lead you wrong. He'll steer yeah. you in the right direction or get you close to it and wherever you need to go. Most definitely. I salute mm-hmm. you for definitely taking that initiative because oh, that yes. is, <laughs> you know, that's a lot. You know, just being in that leadership position and being having to be the representation mm-hmm. of an upstanding citizen, a saved man, and things of that nature, operating in indecency and in order. So mm-hmm. I definitely <clears throat> commend you for doing that. Now let's shift gears to this mini-series that you have in the works called Where Is My Daddy? What inspired that? Well, I, the reason I wanted to write that is because a lot of times, uh, like you say, when we get a negative image of the man, it's because you see the man, maybe the father's not in a home, or maybe he don't have a job. Maybe it's something that we look at and say, well, if you was a man, you'd have a job. Or if you are a man, you'd be with your son or your daughter, whatever. And a lot of times it's not that. Sometimes... It could be a mistake you made as a kid. Now you got a felony or something on your record, and you can't get that good job. Mm. But on the other hand, you can create your own business, you know, landscaping, 
you know, tow truck, is, you know, junk hauling. There's many things you can do. Right. So I want to create an environment where they can see people who are going through changes. Why come they're not in the home? Sometimes it's because the mother is saying, if you, if you don't want to be with me, you can't be with your child. So a lot of times we have to look at it. So I want to show have a show to show the positive side. We, we've had enough shows to show the negative side That's of right. men. That's right. We need to show that every man is not a dog. Every man is not running around chasing women. So there are some men out there that they want to do good. They just don't have the, the, the help they need. That door is not open. And so my mini series focus on different uh, men, one one man, he, he's got a situation where he want to be with his son. He want to take care of him. But the mother saying, unless you're with me, you can't come into this house. Unless oh, you, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So I just want to expose that. And it's not a thing of bashing women or anything like that. Right. It's just showing that there are some good men that circumstances make them look bad. And we need to learn how to look through that and see that. Weed that out and realize that, you know, a good person. They just hit a bad life. And they got to learn how to reinvent themselves. So pretty much this so, mini series will be breaking the stereotypes yes. of the no good father yes. or deadbeat father and right. things of that nature. Right. And it also shows there are some people that we look at because they've made it, we think they're great. Mm. Because they got the good job in a nice home. And it's not always that way. The grass is not always green on the other side, like I preached about a while back. Sometimes it looked good, and mm -hmm. we don't know. Even if you take and, and just break down, look at Chadwick. We, we looked at him. He got the good life. He's doing interviews. And everything seemed fine. He's doing these interviews. He, he's inspiring people, motivating people. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that he was sick himself. Right. See, because he was so much wanting to help other people, he never even let people know what he was going through. That's what you call character. Because he could have just said, look, I'm, I'm not going to be around, so I'm going to go and enjoy my life. I'm gonna do. He didn't do that. He continued being who he was. That's what it called. That, that's being a man, showing that regardless of the, the natural things and all that, the spiritual things, helping people, doing things for others, that's what's important. So basically, so, live out your purpose on purpose. Yes. <laughs> right. Right, right. At all times. At so all times. Yes. if you all want to remember something, live out your purpose on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because... God deems you worth it to create you for your birth date is the answer to any societal problem today. Yes. So, and, and I would add to that to say that, you know, a lot of people look at a person's life because maybe it can be a different situation that created them. God don't make mistakes. God, there's no all. one that's here by mistake. Mm -hmm. You may have came through a negative way to get here, but you still have a purpose. That's right. No matter where you started, you still have a purpose and a direction if you follow God. In every life that was created, there is a purpose for it. Mm. Yes. I'm telling y'all, I hope y'all got your hands <laughs> out catching these gems that I'll try to tell you. Now, mm. despite the current social situations that are going on, you know, with this pandemic and things like that, it seems like you still managed to be able to do what it is that you plan to do. Mm -hmm. Seems as if you was like a step ahead. How are you able to keep your keep your focus, keep your discipline during these tough times to make sure that all of these goals and dreams came into fruition? Well, one, the Bible says the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Mm -hmm. So God is going to direct me in the way I need to go. Mm -hmm. Secondly, God said he knew me before I was in my mother's womb. So when he created me, when he designed me, he put in my blueprint in 2020 there would be a pandemic. In 2020, COVID-19 will be around. It didn't hit God by surprise. He wasn't shocked. So if I'm following where he want me to go, why should that be an issue? Because he has already designed me and created the way for me to get around that. So 
God was dealing with me about what to do and how to do way before this came. I, it, I mean, I don't try to say it in a way to try to brag about my relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. but I knew things was getting ready to shift. So he had already set me up beforehand. So that's my thing is just trust God because he, he know everything. He he's to be the first, the last, beginning, and the ending. So nothing happens by he, – he know everything. Nothing hit him by surprise. God can't be blindsided. That's right. So – just trusting him, following him. That's all we can do. That's all we can do because mm-hmm. especially during this time here, what I've been letting people know is that this is a time where you sit down and actually hold yourself accountable for the missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Just look yes. in the mirror and see what it is that you did that, you know, you could have done better or you could have handled this situation better because now, as we have stated prior to the podcast, mm-hmm. it's like we're back at square one mm-hmm. and a season of reestablishment. I know a lot of things have been reestablished on the backs of a particular culture, but now since that culture is tired and fed up of all of the abuse that's going on mm-hmm. and things of that nature, are we going to set it up on the foundation of the truth, which mm-hmm. is actually the word right. for you say this, I am the way, the truth, and the, the light. light. So are we going <laughs> to set it up on that and operate in our purpose, or are we just, you know, blowing smoke and, you know, Right. Just going to settle mm-hmm. for anything, you know. And I think that's why we have so many issues because so many people, they want change, mm-hmm. but they don't want to be part of the change. Mm. And and no matter how you look at it, either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. You right. can't be in the middle. Right. And too many people, they, they, they want the blessing, they want the good things to happen, but they don't want to put in the work. And, you know, you've got to put the work in. Yes. Good times or bad times. I mean, I've known you for years. I've seen things happen where I'm like, wow. That brother taking what he happened and put it part of the foundation to step higher to where he's going. And that's what we do. Yes. You know. Yes. Tough times don't last. (laughs) Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Mm -hmm. That's that's the truth. That's all I know right there. So for those who are going through right now, because I know a lot of things are new, especially for the young people out there. A lot of things, um, circumstances in life, they've never seen this before, like open racism. Mm-hmm. Even hearing this dialogue right here, they're not used to this. What are some words of encouragement? Well, I'm going to, well, let me shift the question because I want this to be for the youth mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said, this is mentally taxing on them. Mm-hmm. What are some words of encouragement that you would like to leave the young people that are trying to adapt and adjust to the times today? I mean, you are victorious. If you if you you was born to be victorious, mm-hmm. and the thing we have to remember is, first of all, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So God already has prepared a way in a place for us to to deal with these situations, and just to remember, no matter how tough it gets, you can overcome. Every day starts afresh. Give you a new time to get yourself together. Anything that happened bad yesterday, don't let that come in effect today. What you went through yesterday is to give you the strength because if you made it through yesterday, you can make it through another day. And and, and, and we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to make it. You just got to learn how to hold on and don't allow your failures, don't allow your disappointments to define you. Let them inspire you to be better than what you were before. Mm. Amen. Yes. Amen. I pray that that <laughs> touches the young people and not just young people, everybody. Because if you've lived long enough, you've gotten through some things <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that you didn't think that you was going to get out of, yeah. but you're still here pressing on. So mm-hmm. that right there should be your motivation to keep pushing for in the house of the Lord. That's called a testimony. <laughs> you, <laughs> right, you know right. what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, as we 
getting close to the end of this interview, what are some things that you have in the works that the people should be on the lookout for? Well, like I has, uh, we were talking about earlier, I'm working on a podcast called uh, It Takes a Village Podcast, mm-hmm. where we can help one another, where we can come together and be able to support one another in the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I'm working on several books, so I'm just trying to figure out which one God want me to put mm-hmm. out there first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a um, certified life coach. And all these things are stuff that over the next couple of months I will slowly begin to uh, introduce to the world to give them a chance to become a part of that. Uh, I've, I've waited for the right time. Yes. You know, so now I'm, I'm ready to start doing what God has called me to do. And I think this is a best, just the best time to do that. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people, and I've learned this too, a lot of people say, well, you, you're expecting a lot. But the God I serve is able. He said, if he said he can give me more than I can ask for, mm. why should I limit him? Exactly. So I've looked at all the people who are successful and realized that it's because they, kept, they keep grinding. You keep doing. So I'm going to be working on my book. I'm going to be working on my miniseries. And all of this stuff will soon come to fruition and people will see. So the, the best way to let God be God and show how great he is is to put it in your story. It's to let it be out there. So... I don't talk a lot. I like to let people see. I like my action to speak for itself. That's true. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Like, for him to agree yeah. with this interview, I was shocked. I was like, why are you coming? Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really talk. And that's what I like about you is the fact that you are a man of action. When you say you're going to do it, you make an announcement, and then you just go do it. You yeah. know the process, but it still progresses. <laughs> and then look at it now. Mm. And I am honored to watch and see and listen and learn everything <laughs> that God puts mm-hmm. on your heart to put out. Because oh, yeah. I definitely watch your ministries every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let the people know how they can find you and follow you on social media. Um, of course, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. That's not a platform that I'm on a lot because I'm just new to that. Um, it's something that I never really wanted to be on, but I'm realizing that I have to get my social media, get out there, and some people don't get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So on, um, if you go to Instagram, it's Minister Evans Lorenzo, with Minister underscore Evans underscore Lorenzo is my name. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a picture of me and my beautiful wife Greta, because you know most of my pictures she have to be in it, because I just I gotta you know put her first. That's right. And then um, on Facebook, I'm on under Lorenzo Evans, Minister Lorenzo Evans. Um, you can find me there. And like I say, every Saturday, 7 o'clock a.m., that's where I'm at, preaching the word for God. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So final word for everybody out there listening. Mr. Lorenzo Evans, my mentor, my ministerial brother, is there anything else that you would like the people to know or that you would like to leave the people with so they can just take that and implement it into their everyday lives? I will leave this with people, and I tell people this all the time, because a lot of times people do get discouraged and people do feel like, you know, the odds are against them and they feel like they can't make it. But if God has given you a vision, he will give you the provision. Mm. If God has said he wants you to do something, there's nothing that can stop what God has said. Mm -hmm. And I tell people the only way the enemy can stop what God did, the enemy will have to go back in time, go to the throne, go to the first beginning of eternity, and stop God from coming down to be born to a virgin. Because God said, it's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So the only way for God to have lied and gave you a vision that don't come to pass, the enemy will have to go back through eternity and stop God from coming and being born to Murray. To, to Murray. And it would have to be in a regular birth by a regular man 
and a regular woman in order for God to be a man and for what he told you to be a lie. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's so. been a pleasure sitting here with my mentor. He brought me up on the team victorious, just instilled yeah. so much wisdom, <laughs> so much love, so much positivity, and just to ha connect with him and have everything come into fruition. That's what this podcast is all about right here, building those connections mm -hmm. so that bigger yes. picture could come into fruition. So you all connect with my brother, Lorenzo Evans. Um, he will be posting up, because I've seen you do it, <laughs> uh, you know, when he has uh, casting calls for these miniseries and these movies yes. that are to come up, because they are definitely phenomenal. The message is impactful. Be a part of something that is impactful and life-changing. Matter of fact, take your gifts. Align it with each and every one of us And be mm -hmm. the change People, right. <laughs> this concludes the episode Right here, the homie, the one and only Ashton Reynolds in here with my ministerial Brother Lorenzo Evans And with that said, people Thank you for tuning in And we out